0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. We're here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. Each week, we'll be giving you a glimpse into the lives of other successful, busy, working professionals who have, through it all, somehow been able to make health and fitness a continuous staple in their lives. guys, today I wanted to talk to you about building sustainable habits. What are the best habits for your new year and what they actually look like for your day to day. So now that you've decided to finally make the change, you've taken the big leap to commit to your health and fitness goals, new year, new you, all of that. But what now? What can you actually do in your day to day to ensure that you're successful? To ensure that you're not another one of the 75% that lets their New Year goals go by the wayside by March. Um, so I'm going to give you, you know, just a simplified list. There are only five habits that I have listed here. These are some of my best strategies on actually what to do next once you've decided that you're going to make that big change. And you know, honestly, this is not going to be a very long podcast because the reality is, is that you need to step way back from what you've been thinking that you need to do. I know that you want me to give you the best meal plan, the best diet strategy, the best fat loss pill or cardio regimen, or like the latest and greatest technique in the diet industry. But the reality is, is that you don't need any of that. In fact, if I gave you that information... You'd be worse off because I'd be giving you too many things to do all at once and you'd quit by March. That's why everybody quits by March, you guys. I have been into the gyms for the last 12 years of my life and it never fails. Mid February, early March, the gyms fizzle out. They are packed right now. They're always packed right now. In fact, they're so packed right now that I would prefer to stay out of the gym at the moment. But I want you guys to keep going. So I'm going to give you these simple strategies to keep you going when you don't feel like going anymore. I want you to know that I think it's amazing that you're super motivated right now. That's great because you're going to need it. But I want you to harness that motivation. You will run out of it. It's not a matter of If your motivation will run out, it's a matter of when it's going to run out. I can't answer that for you, but it is going to happen. But what I can do is tell you how to set yourself up for success so that when you do hit that wall or you finally feel that lack of motivation, you'll be armed with the tools to navigate through it. I know it's kind of opposite of what all the other health gurus out there are telling you to do, but I want you to sustain it after you hit that wall. I am truly a firm believer that you need to get your advice from someone you want to mimic the habits of. So what do I mean by this? I mean, if you're a 35, 40 something wife, husband, parent, you're a busy person. And I'm going to be quite honest with you. You should not be getting your advice from somebody who doesn't have kids, who doesn't work, who doesn't have, you know, who doesn't have the lifestyle that you have. How are you supposed to mimic their habits to fit your own. You really can't. You really can't. So the grass is really going to be different for them than it is for you. They're going to teach you habits that work for them, but not someone who has had to spend their entire adult life taking care of everyone else. So these habits I'm going to tell you about, are coming from someone who is in your shoes. Somebody that has a career, that's busy, that has kids to run all over the place. Food that needs to be prepared for the entire family, not just myself. I still have my own fitness goals and I know that you guys do too. So here's what we need to do to ensure that you're going to hit your goals throughout the whole year and through the rest of your life. Number one. This is probably the biggest and the most important one, but I don't want you to spend a tremendous amount of time on this because there is something called paralysis by analysis. I truly do believe that you can sit way too long on things and overthink it and not get anything done. But this number one habit is very important and that is to get organized. So let's take your calendar for example. If you know like you have a super busy week coming up and you don't plan for it, you don't get organized, you're not gonna know if you're coming or going. So find a time every week, consistency is key. So if you can find the same time every single week that works for you to spend 15 to 20 minutes looking through your calendar for the following week and decide, you know, how is this gonna correspond to my level of busyness That you're about to encounter. So how can you hit your goals while knowing you have that much going on? So take some time every single week. For me, this is usually like a Friday or a Saturday afternoon to look through your calendar so that you know what you're up against. With this look through your calendar, figure out how many nights you're going to be running around with your head cut off and decide how many of your family dinners will need to be prepared quickly and efficiently. Make a list of the meals you're going to make for the week, keeping in mind that leftover night is always going to be a big time saver. So that's going to be a huge win for you guys. If you can take some time, go through your calendar, figure out the busy, busy nights, plan your food accordingly, and then from there, that's what you're going to plan your grocery list around. If you need to declutter your shelves or your fridge space to get rid of anything that might be, um, you know, taking up space, if it's packaged up, donate it to the Salvation Army. If it's something that you don't need and your family doesn't need, get it out of your house. You don't need to have these foods cluttering up your decisions, giving you too many opportunities to make poor decisions. If it's something you don't need and your family doesn't need, get it out of there. If it's pre-packaged, it hasn't even been opened yet, don't need it. Um, If it's not, throw it away, get rid of it. Next is to take some time to clean out your closets and your drawers. If you're spending extra time trying to figure out certain clothes to wear or you're you're having to make long decisions over what outfit to wear or where your gym clothes are at, chances are you probably have way too many and you need to declutter to make your decisions easier. So this first habit, it comes in many different ways, but it is to get organized Get organized with your food, get organized with your clothing, get organized with your schedule. And once you become a little bit more organized, you are going to have a lot of time saved. You're going to have a lot less decisions to make and you're going to just know what you need to do next. Number two, the next biggest thing is to decide what an actual sustainable mode of exercise is for you, not what works for your friend, um, not what has worked for your husband or your wife, you know, figure out what it is that will get you out of bed in the morning to go and do it. You may need to try a few different things before you decide which one actually works best for you. If you decide that early in the morning is the best time for you to go to the gym, then lay out your workout gear and everything you're going to need the night before. So that's just one less decision to make in the morning. Oh, am I going to go work out? Well, heck yeah, I am. I took the time to lay out my things. The other thing is too, is if you put it in your mind before you go to bed that you are working out tomorrow morning. You're going to be less likely to hit snooze and go back to bed. You're going to be a lot more likely to get your butt out of bed and get going if you have made that final decision in your head before you go to bed. And also, if you're going to go right after work, or um, you know, maybe on a lunch break, pack your stuff with you so that you can change at the gym. You can eat your food, you know, wherever you need to eat your food. But if you're going to go, the other thing is if you're going to go after dinner. Tell your family about your goals so that they can help support you when you're faced with a decision to either lay on the couch or get your butt to the gym. Most likely, the people around you want to see you succeed. So let them help and support you. Tell them what your goals are so that they can help push you there, okay? And then with working out, start slow, you guys. If you haven't worked out at all in months, Don't expect to go to the gym for an hour and a half, six days a week right off the bat, okay? Start slow. Start with two days a week for 20 minutes each. And then each week after that becomes a habit for you, you can increase it from there. And then before you know it, you can't imagine not going. All right. But if you start going full throttle, full speed ahead, you're going to find yourself, you know, mid-February, beginning of March, fizzling out because what did I say? The motivation is going to be gone. All right. So habit number one, just to recap, the biggest, most important thing is for you to get your life organized. Number two, decide when you're going to work out and what that actual sustainable mode of exercise is going to be for you. All right. Number three is hydration. You guys have to hydrate yourselves. If you're dehydrated, you're going to have less energy. You're, uh, the portion of your brain that thinks you're hungry is also the portion of your brain that knows you're dehydrated. And so they work together Your body wants to get water, whatever means it can. And a lot of times in those sugary, carbohydrate, poor quality foods, there's water in there. So your body's going to crave those things. So make sure you're hydrated with good quality water. All right. You're going to have more energy. You're going to snack less. And honestly, your brain is going to be less foggy. Our bodies need water. So be sure you're drinking enough. Rule of thumb is to aim for half of your body weight in ounces, but start slow If you're currently only drinking 20 ounces of water a day, try increasing it by 20 more ounces that whole week, like each. So then you're drinking 40 ounces a day, all right? And then you can keep increasing it each week when that becomes easier, because if you try going full throttle, let's say you're drinking 20 ounces now, and then you try to go up to 100 ounces You're going to fail because you don't have that sustainability built up to be drinking that much water yet. And plus it's going to be a huge inconvenience because you're going to be peeing all the time and your body does get used to it. And that does go away after a while, but start slow, build that sustainable habit first. All right. Number four is to get your sleep. When we're tired, our emotions run higher and we can't emotionally handle quite as much. The other thing is, is when we're tired, we tend to make poor decisions when it comes to our diet, when we are sleepy or when we're running on empty. The other thing is, is that we actually burn one third of our body fat while we are sleeping. So all that extra stuff that you think you're doing during the day to help you lose weight and all those calorie uh, cutting strategies you're trying out, if you're not getting the sleep that you need, you're not going to see the progress that you want. This is getting your sleep is literally going to be the thing. It's going to be the quick fat burning pill that you are desiring to take. So getting your sleep is going to fast forward your progress, okay? Our muscles repair, our bodies detoxify, we lose more body fat during our sleep cycles. So sleep is the most important part of your diet regimen. If you're not getting at least seven hours of sleep at night, you are doing your body a disservice and stressing it out more. So lack of sleep, like I said, is a huge stressor, you're uh, adding a decrease in calories, you're increasing your exercise on top of your lack of sleep. This is going to cause a domino effect of poor responses, such as a big one, which is inflammation. Okay, so getting your sleep is habit number four. The last one is habit number five. And this is Planning. We've sort of already kind of laid the groundwork out for this habit, but I really wanted to nail it in. I truly believe that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I'm not saying you can't have moments of spontaneity, but for the most part, when you're a busy working parent, your life is not just for you. So it's going to be a little bit more challenging to be completely spontaneous. If you want to have a spontaneous date night or you want to have a spontaneous trip to a vacation with your family. That's not what I'm talking about here, but I'm talking about your day-to-day, the other 95% of your life. You need to plan. So we can't always maintain a sustainable routine. We're busy working parents, like I said. We have to surrender to the fact that we must evolve and change as our kids evolve and change, as do their schedules and as do ours. But when you have your general plan for the week, your morning, your day, and your evening, when you have those plans nailed down, you're setting yourself up for success. Know what you're going to plan for your family meals for your busy work week. Know what you plan to eat for your lunches and your breakfasts for the week. I like to spend about three to five minutes the evening before the next day planning out what I'm going to eat the following day. So if something changes, if the husband says, hey, let's go on a date night, I can quickly swap out. I use my fitness pal. I get asked that a lot, but I can quickly swap out that last meal for one that I want to spontaneously uh, go out to eat with my husband with. Um, And it takes me a lot less time to make this adjustment because I have everything else pre-planned. Not only that, but if my last meal of the day isn't going to be a very healthy one, all the other meals of my day I know were healthy because I've already planned it out. So I can still call the day a win, even if my last meal was off, because all the rest of my meals that day were planned out, they were on point, I'm good to go. I don't have to guilt my guilt trip myself about it. The other thing is, is if you do fail to plan, reality is, like I said earlier, things are going to be changing. When you're a busy working parent, you can't always count on the plan that you had to work. And sometimes the reality is we're too busy to plan every single moment. So in that case, have a plan B. There's these little tuna packets that I love to have on hand. There's the um, the 90-second rice packets. This will make you unstoppable by having a plan B. Let's say that you have a sick kid at home all of a sudden. Have a good workout routine that you can do at home if you need to. Working out at home is not for me, but I know that if I need to work out at home, I sure can. The other thing is you can have frozen meats, quick meats in your freezer or things that you can microwave really quick. You guys, we live in a day where there are so many wonderful, prepared options ready to go for you. Have those on hand. Grab an extra one or two of them at the grocery store so that you can pull something out of your freezer if needed. The reality is, is we don't always have time to food prep. That's why having a plan B is going to make or break your success for the times where you are extremely busy. You guys, the reality is our lives are not just for ourselves. We have responsibilities of other people to take care of, which is why you're finding yourself in this current situation of seeking more. But following these simple steps slowly, know that you won't be perfect, and that's totally okay. But being consistent is better than being perfect. We want you to be successful for the rest of your life. We want you to build these habits that you can call habits for the remainder of your life, not just for your six, eight, or 12 week challenge that you're going through. Because how many times have you seen the person who went through that six, eight, or 12 week challenge come out the other end several months later, looking a lot worse than they did before, feeling a lot worse than they did before? Because Something that is really good doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen in six, eight, or 12 weeks, right? It happens over a long period of learning and having to try it again and having to build a new habit slowly. So just to recap here again, you guys, the number one biggest and most important habit is to get organized, get your life organized, get your clothes organized, get your food organized organized have organization when it comes to your weekly calendar, have discussions with your spouse about who's running kids where, who's going to stay home and make the meals, know what you're going to be making during your week. Having, you know, this structure down is going to really set you up for success. Number two is decide what mode of exercise is going to work best for you and nail down when you're going to make it happen. All right, start slow with this, but know what works for somebody else may not be what is work, what is going to work for you for the long haul. And that's okay. Number three, stay hydrated, get hydrated, stay hydrated. If you're dehydrated, you're not going to be on point. You're going to want to snack. You're going to be sluggish, Aim for your uh, water intake, half of your body weight in ounces. Habit number four, get your sleep. I would say a minimum of seven hours of sleep per night. We burn more body fat. Our muscles repair. We detoxify ourselves during our sleep. Getting good quality sleep is very, very important, you guys. Number five, be sure to plan. Planning or failing to plan is planning to fail. And if you can't plan, if you weren't successful in planning, have a plan B. You guys, these 5 simple habits are going to set you up for success. So, take a little bit of time, don't forget, don't be don't have paralysis by analysis, but take a little bit of time this week, build your habits. It's okay that it's January 4th. We still have, you know, the rest of the entire year to get these habits down, but don't you want to look back in six, eight, 12 months and say, you know what? I did it. I'm proud of myself. I'm overall for the most part, proud of myself. Maybe I didn't do a hundred percent of the time, but I did it most of the time. I think you're going to look back and realize you've had a lot more success than you would have by doing some short-term challenge. You guys, thank you for listening. If you have questions, please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me on social media. I seriously love answering all of your nutrition and fitness questions. I'll link all of my info in the show notes, so be sure to check it out. If you liked this episode, please be sure to subscribe and share it to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable.